Chapter Five. I see, Jake said. So basically, you're saying it was no big deal. You jump into an alligator pit. You crocodile, not alligator. Cassie corrected him. Jake cocked one eyebrow at Cassie, and she fell silent. You jump into a crocodile pit, morph into a crocodile, engage in a battle to see who was going to eat the kid, end up carrying the kid on your back, and your feeling is this was all pretty cool. I shrugged and looked to Cassie for support. She did save the kid, Cassie pointed out. She also came very, very close to showing the entire world what she really is. Jake said, using that low, silky voice he uses when he's really upset. After saving the kid, you'd think my friends would have welcomed me as a hero, right? Wrong. Here's the scene: me, Cassie, Jake, Marco, Tobias, and Axe were all in Cassie's barn, which is also the wildlife rehabilitation clinic. So picture cages everywhere. Stuffed with every kind of injured, sick, messed up raccoon, squirrel, duck, wild pig, bat, skunk, fox, eagle, and deer. Jake was pacing back and forth, which he also does when he's upset. Jake isn't a yelling kind of person when he's mad. He's a grinding his teeth, pacing, and talking in a low, silky voice kind of person. Jake is in charge, more or less. No one exactly elected him. But if we ever did vote on it, he'd get all the votes, except his own. There was just never any question who was going to be the leader. Probably because we all know Jake isn't the kind of person who really wants to be a boss. He does it because someone has to, not because it makes him feel important. I would probably think Jake was good-looking, except that he's my cousin. But of course, Cassie thinks he's perfect. Cassie and Jake have a little thing going. Neither of them admits it, of course, and they never really say anything to each other about it. They think no one else knows, but they have a definite thing. Trust me. Anyway, lounging on a big bale of hay was Marco. Marco is Jake's best friend. Marco is not the leadership type. He is very smart, but unfortunately, he uses all his brain to make stupid jokes. Okay, maybe not all his brain. If he used all his brain to make jokes, the jokes would probably be better. Marco is cute, although not as cute as he thinks he is. See, it would be impossible for anyone to be as cute as Marco thinks he is. Marco's ego is totally out of control. Then there is Tobias. He was up in the rafters overhead, carefully combing his feathers with his beak. Tobias is what the Andalites call a nothlet. That means a person who is trapped in a morph. There's a two-hour time limit on morphing. Stay more than two hours, and you stay forever. Tobias used to be this kind of dweebish kid with crazed blond hair and a dreamy expression, but now he is a red-tailed hawk. The dreamy expression is long gone. It's been replaced by the laser-intensity stare of a raptor. Tobias has had to accept the fact. That he is not fully human any more. Inside, he's still Tobias, but he lives in the woods and hunts for his food, and that has changed him. Then there is Cassie. Cassie is my best friend, although we're nothing alike. 
Cassie is probably the most capable, in charge, amazing person I will ever meet. This is a girl who deals with school, has practically a full time job helping her dad with the wildlife rehabilitation clinic, and handles all the stuff we have to deal with as animorphs. I mean, who else can keep up a B plus average while she's saving wild animals and fighting a war with the Yerk Empire? Last and definitely weirdest is Axe. His full name is Aximile Escaruth Istel, which is why we just call him Axe. He doesn't usually come to meetings because he has to travel in human morph. He doesn't like going into human morph because he thinks walking around on just two legs is dangerous. Since we are safe inside the barn, Axe was back in his own body now. His body is a strange but cool-looking mix of bluish deer body, human-like arms and shoulders, and definitely alien head. He has no mouth. He has two big, semi-normal eyes on his face where eyes should be, and two extra eyes stuck on short stalks on top of his head. And he has a tail, like a scorpion's tail. Very fast, very dangerous in a fight. Normally, when we're in the barn, Cassie would be busily cleaning cages or giving medications to skanky lizards or whatever. But I guess she felt like she had to help me defend myself. So she was standing there, looking guilty, even though she hadn't done anything wrong. What was I supposed to do? I asked Jake. Let the little boy get chomped? Yes, Marco said, speaking up. Yes, see, we're fighting to save the whole world, not one kid. And you endangered all of that by trying to be the offspring of Xena, Warrior Princess, and Superman. Xena and Superman have a child? I didn't even know they were dating, Tobias said in open thought speak. I smiled up at him. He couldn't smile back, of course. Then, in a whisper that only I could hear, Tobias added, Rachel, ask Jake what he would have done. That'll get him off your back. I carefully avoided nodding or giving any sign that Tobias had whispered to me. Jake, if you think what I did was so wrong, what would you have done? Jake stopped pacing. The point is, secrecy is absolutely important, he said. Jake, I repeated, what would you have done in my place?